Hello, everybody. How do you like the new intro? Well, my name is Dagan, part of the Music Throwdown, the Music News Podcast. I'm your anchor, Dagan Roberts. And uh, this is the news for today. 14 years ago today, Rob Zombie released Educated Horses. That's a weird album name, but hey, just go with it. So, I'm going to start doing something different every single day. I'm going to tell you the Billboard charts. So, number one in radio songs and number one in pop songs is Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Number one in streaming songs is is The Box by Roddy Rich. That's a good song. Um, Cardi B says she stands Tiger King. Uh, so, the new Tiger King documentary is on... Uh, Netflix, you should go watch it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it'll make you think. It'll really make you think. Cause like I'm from, I'm from Oklahoma, and I'm like not even. I used to live like not even 20 minutes away from the, from Winniewood, which is where the his zoo and stuff was. Uh, Pete Seeger gets COVID-19. Uh, this COVID-19 stuff, man, it's just taking over everywhere, isn't it? It kind of sucks. Today, uh, Sunday, uh, it's March. March? Is it March? I think it's March uh, 29th. Is uh, Elton John and Billy Joe Armstrong, Billie Eilish, Camila Cabello, and a bunch more are going to be doing the uh, concert on TV with James Corden going to be on Fox, uh, it's going to be on a bunch, so, Fox, I mean, I'm just telling you, Fox, um, uh, Tom Hanks and Keto Wilson come back, Rita, Keto, god damn, <laughs> Keto Wilson comes back from the U.S. after they, uh, got the coronavirus and they had to be quarantined, uh, they were quarantined for a long while, I remember seeing that, like, last month, maybe, Jeez. Uh, yeah, here's your news. So today, uh, that was the news. There's not a lot of really, a lot of news because nobody's able to go out. So Justin Bieber's not starting any drama. Um, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something different every day. Like last, last, last time I, uh, I did on the, uh, stars who, predicted their own death. Today, I'm going to tell you the story. Or it's just going to be the tragic story of Randy Rhodes' death. Uh, I might do these a lot of times on other people. I might do lists like I did last time. I'm just going to do different stuff every time. But uh, this is the tragic story of Randy Rhodes' death. If you're not familiar with the name Randy Rhodes, chances are you, you've still heard him play as a as Corey Grove Rolling Stone tells us, the musician was virtuoso, virtuoso guitar player who shredded on Ozzy, Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne's first two solo records, and a major part why the Ozman managed to pick himself up from the slump he'd been in after getting fired from the Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath in 1979. Let me just say, Black Sabbath is an amazing band. And it kind of sucks that Ozzy Osbourne was fired from them, but I'm glad he did, because Ozzy Osbourne's music is amazing. I'd rather listen to Ozzy Osbourne any day than listen to 
uh, uh, Black Sabbath any day. Because let me just say, Ozzy Osbourne is amazing. Unfortunately, the pair's creative relationship didn't last long. In 1982, Rhodes' life ended an almost unbathomably dramatic way in a fiery plane crash as of 2018. The, inc the incident was still haunting Osborne to this day as I'm talking to you now. I'm back in the field looking at this effing plane wreck in a house on fire. He says, you never get something like that. You're in shock. But what exactly happened to incite to incite such a terrified reaction from the Prince of Darkness himself. Let's take a look at the tragic story of Randy Rhodes' death. A mysterious plane crash that killed Randy Rhodes. Uh, hold on a second. As Nick DeRiso of Ultimate Class Rock tells us, the 25-year-old Randy Rhodes was touring with Ozzy Osbourne when he died on March 9th, March 19th, 1989. In Leesburg, Florida, he perished in a mysterious plane crash when a small beach crowd, Bonzana, plane piloted by the band's tour bus driver, crashed and burned. The driver was flying a friend's plane without permission and without a valid license. He flew multiple times over the, over the bus that the band was sleeping in until the plane clipped the bus and he lost control. As a result, the plane flew into the house near the bus and all three people aboard lost their lives in the exploding fireball. With the, the startled Osborne clamoring out of the bus, out of the bus to witness horrifying sight, Rhodes could only be identified because of the jewelry he wore. How Rhodes ended up on board the plane dying at the beak of his fame is a mystery. He disliked planes and was a solid professional. He rarely partied with the raunchier member of the crew, members of the crew. What's more, Toxology. Toxology test found out the, that the only narcotic he'd taken was nicotine. This is Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, that was Randy Rhodes' death. This this is uh, this next one is Ozzy Osbourne's tragic real life story. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne has sent it all, and a lot of a lot of it has been surprisingly awful. Actually, the Black Sabbath vocalist reality show show dad and solo superstar has been wealthy and famous beyond his wildest dreams since the 1970s. And during that time, he had sampled almost every vice in the book. Unfortunately for the singer, he, he preferred lifestyle hasn't been without it, without its share of tragedies. Far from being one of the most notoriously self-destructive men in the entertainment industry, the singer had had periods of extremely bad luck when it came to almost all walks of life. From traumatic childhood events and personal tragedies to professional issues and problems with law. There, there are precious few unfortunate aspects of the human existence that Ozzy Osbourne hasn't experienced. This is his tragic life story. Fair warning, things are going to get seriously weird. Uh, I'm scared of that warning. Um, he was sexually abused as a child. For all his, his excesses, Ozzy Osbourne has often been brutally honest about his past issues. In 2002, he demonstrated this in a dramatic way, which he revealed in an interview with London's Daily Mirror. He was sexually abused when, as, when he was a child. 
His experiences date back to when he was an 11-year-old schoolboy in Birmingham. For a period of time, two bullies from his school used to wait for young Osborne on his way home from school and subject him to all sorts of abuse. Although they didn't outright have sex with him, they routinely forced him to drop his pants and abused him in other touchy-feely ways, which, Ozzy Os- which Osborne refrains and from describing in too much detail, but sums up. Sums up as terrible. As awful as abuse was, the compound effect it had on young Osborne's family life was even worse. First time the bullies hit him happened in front of his sister, and he was too afraid to tell his parents about the repeated abuse. The stressful situation didn't go any favors for his mental health and his hindsight. Osborne finally fully admits that that experience completely effed him up because. Of this, he was made a point of telling his own children to always open up so they won't let any dirty little secrets best return into big problems further down the line. That's pretty nice of Ozzy. He attempted suicide as a teenager. Ozzy Osbourne's childhood was not the easiest one. And at one point, he was so desperate that he even considered a permanent end to his unhappiness. According to Ozzy Unauthorized Biography, the teenage Osborne once attempted to hang himself, tired of the bleak, violent life that the book says had the future superstar fighting fellow kids with trash can lids and meat cleavers. The 14-year-old Osborne incorrectly thought it was his only choice. Luckily, this wasn't the end of the story. Was Osborne's father caught him in the act and interfered. Less fortunately is what is completely wrong. The wrong way to handle a parenting issue. The elder Osborne then proceeded to beat his son for trying to end his life. Not exactly the kind of support system most kids are looking forward to. Now, I want to say this again. I said this last time. I'll say it again. If you or anyone is having suicidal thoughts, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. And for real, call him if you're having problems. Uh, next up we have, uh, he was getting fired from Black Sabbath. No one likes getting fired from their dream job, and Ozzy Osbourne is no expectation. As Loudwire describes, Black Sabbath was a chaotic, crumbling entity in the summer of 1978. They were fueled by alcohol and cocaine and the bad reviews of 1976's Technical Ecstasy and 1978's Never Say Die were getting to them. It didn't say that the young, energetic band they were touring with, Van Halen, was outperforming them on a nightly basis. Something needed to change, and that something turned out to be the same. With his collection of childhood traumas and abuse, Osborne's self-worth was intertwined with the success and praise Van had received up to that point. A couple years of poor reviews and rejection were enough to destroy his confidence, and he found it difficult to work with the band. Instead, he escaped cruel world by diving in a pit of drugs and booze and kept making excuses to his band members. The others kept trying to get their lead singer back on track, but ultimately they had no choice but to fire him in 1979. Although they have since reunited, Ozzy Osbourne continues to view this as an act of betrayal. He admits that he wasted out of his mind at the time. He feels it was hypocritical to fire him because of that. 
After all, most of the others were almost as out of it as he was. Uh, I'm still, like I said during the Randy Rhodes part, I am, I'm still, I'm not, I'm like, I'm sad for Ozzy Osbourne. Like, he loved working with Black Sabbath, but I'm so glad they did because we wouldn't have Crazy Train, we wouldn't have Dreamer, we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have all this music by Ozzy Osbourne, which is amazing music. But we wouldn't have all this amazing music without him. Without him getting uh, fired by. I'm trying to talk. Without him getting fired by Black Steps, you know? Uh, next up, we have the death of Randy Rhodes. After Ozzy Osbourne's Black Sabbath tenure ended in 1979s. Few people expected him to bounce back as quickly as he did. As Rolling Stone reports, by 1982, he was an established performer with two successful solo albums under his belt. And a huge part of his rebirth was his new musical partner, guitar virtuoso Randy Rhodes. The guitarist, guitarist's flashy style helped Osborne express his own ideas and two became fast friends. That is, until their partnership was cut tragically. Uh, Short on March 19, 1982, when the 25 year old Rhodes died in a plane accident in Leesburg, Florida. It's sad thing, like Ozzy Osbourne's had a sad life, and I'm not being mean, but we both know he could die like any moment now. Like, between me and you, yeah could die any moment now and it's really sad you know but you know you just got to get over bumps and get on the sunny side ultimate class rock says Rhodes who was afraid of flying agreed for some reason to go on a joyride in a small beach craft bonanza the plane was piloted by the band's brush driver Andrew Acock who Commanded a friend's plane without permission and flew with an expired pilot's license. The plane buzzed repeatedly over the rest of the band who were sleeping in a tour bus. On the third pass, the plane actually clipped the bus and spun out of control, and all three passengers died in a fiery crash. The explosion rattled Ozzy Osbourne awake, and he glimmered out to see the flaming wreck the singer had called the event. The tragedy of his life and says that in a way he feels that he's still standing on that field staring at the burning crash site you know it's i'm just gonna keep going on uh he tried to kill his wife i didn't know about this domestic violence is a terrible thing and unfortunately Ozzy Osbourne is not exactly blameless on this particularly for particular front. In 1989, the singer not only attacked his wife Sharon, but actually tried to kill her. Ultimate Class Classic Rock describes how the singer walked up to Sharon in a drunken stupor, uh, regretfully informed her that she had to die, and did his level best to strangle her. Fortunately, they weren't alone. The attempt was stopped, the cops were called, and the murder went undone. In 2007, in, in a 2007 interview with the Evening Standard, Osborne recounted his hazy vision 
of the events and finally realize his long time fear of blacking out and sobering up to discover that he has done something terrifying. He described the honor horror of waking up in a small a small cell with walls smeared with human feces, having no recollection of the previous night. He promptly facing towards nightwear when an officer informed him he had attempted to murder his beloved wife. A court-mandated separation and a rehab stint seems to have solved the situation. The couple ended up staying together because it looks like they neither have forgotten just how terrifying, terrifyingly wrong things could have gone. In fact, Blabbermouth says when Sharon Osborne was discussing relationship violence in 2004, she admitted that that this issue situation was so serious that if she had a gun with her that night, she absolutely would have shot her husband in self-defense. Dang, man. I did not know that. I did not know that. I mean... I'm going to keep going on because... Uh, the truly insane scale of Ozzy's addiction and substance abuse. Ozzy Osbourne's capacity for various narcotic substances is nothing short of legendary. According to ABC News in the Canyon, the singer has, at various points in his life, abused cocaine, heroin, marijuana, quaaludes, glue, cough syrup, rofenil, clonopin, Vicodin, LSD, sleeping pills, and a whole bunch of other substances, often at the same time, and all and all, all an unhappy unit with massive amounts of alcohol. So how has he survived all that? One possible reason may be his peculiar genetic makeup, which features a few minor, minor mutations in the way he processes mind-altering substances, and also some Neanderthal DNA to mix up a little, mix up things a little. Ironically, his genetic makeup also shows that he that the one substances that affect him particularly strong is caffeine, of all things. Of course, of course, not not even genetic freaks with a dash of caveman can keep up Ozzy Osbourne levels of intake forever. The singer has been recovering addict since 2006 and is told by Ultimate Class Rock he deeply regrets his worst blackout years. Dang, man. Uh, a quad accident almost killed him. I think I remember seeing this. Uh, on December 8, 2003, Ozzy Os Osbourne suffered a, a terrifying injury when he was riding a quad bike at his home estate. When, a, when, a C when as CNN reports, he unintentionally flipped the bike and it landed on him. The Ultimate Class Rock describes the AT. The accident was quite brutal, and the heavy dosage of prescription drugs he was at the time played a part in the accident. Osborne broke his collarbone, damaged a vertebrae in his neck, and fractured eight ribs, some of which were left pinching major blood vessels, according to People, People magazine. Osborne says the accident was so serious that he died twice, and the only reason he survived because his bodyguard, Sam Reston, immediately rushed to him after that accident and managed to repeatedly revive him. Uh, 
An emergency surgical, surgical team repaired him, but Osborne still spent eight days in a coma and was left with a piece of metal, his left, metal keeping his left shoulder together. He says he's extremely lucky not to be paralyzed and, and even luckier to be alive. And I'm telling you, Ozzy Osbourne is a, uh, he is a, he is immortal. Like, he will not die. Uh, he is a repeated, he, he is a repeat cheater. Uh, Os Osborne has been known to have issues with material, Marshall, fidelity, I don't know. <laughs> According to People magazines, Sharon Osborne says she knows about, about about six women he has cheated with, from teenage fans to masseuses and even their own household staff. Channel 24 describes one of the most recent incidents where Osborne accidentally sent his wife a message that he meant for someone. Someone... Sharon describes as one of his women. Things got so bad that Sharon actually drugged her husband with extra sleeping pills in order to make him tell her the truth about his current fidelity status because she knew that fear and shame would otherwise have prevented him from telling the truth. This wasn't their last discussion about the subject either. Six months after Ozzy Osbourne swore that things were over with that particular lover, Sharon discovered both that this was a lie and that things were there were there were other women as well. The the reveal forced the musician to finally admit he had a problem and he has since sought treatment because the two seemed to have reconciled. Sharon Osborne revealed a twenty eight interview with the talk that sex continues to be a bone of contention with the couple because her then sixty nine year old Husband was still very much the rabbit. Meanwhile, Sharon, uh, 65, 65 years old at the time, said she would prefer less frequent displays of material martial affection at this point of her life. Ma'am, him and Sharon must be in love because there's like so many things he's done to her. Cheated on her, tried to kill her, beat her. They must be in love. Cause I don't know, man. You, if if my wife tried to kill me, I would divorce her. I'm just being honest. If my wife tried to kill me, I would divorce her right then and there. All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna end it there. As you can see, Ozzy Osbourne had a sad life, and it's really sad. But uh, like I said, yeah, I'm going to end it here. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day and watching. And I hope you have a nice rest of your day. And uh, come back for more episodes. See you.